It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business in markets. I'm Danielle Akuye. Now, what a day we have actually had. Uh, it really has been a case of uh, we're all nicely off to the races and the market was going higher and until we had that 11.30 CPI reading, which I will be coming to in a moment. But as we can see, the SIBO 200 looks like it's closed down almost two points today, which is, you know, down by just over a tenth of a percent. The ASX 200 down eight and a half points, 6,848, and also down just over one tenth of a percent. And of course, we'll just wait and see as the program goes on uh, to see how that actually closes out with the ASX as the final trades come through. But of course, there have been a number of things happening in the market. And our three themes today are rates, rates and rates. And I have been watching this afternoon as a number of banks, pretty much ANZ, NAB and uh, Westpac, Commonwealth Bank, I think I've got them all, Deutsche Bank, all putting uh, really this November 7th RBA meeting. It's going to be live for another 25 basis point rate hike. In fact, I actually tweeted that Deutsche Bank is even brave enough to call another rate hike in December. So when it comes to a Santa surprise, it's probably not going to be uh, potentially on the good side. Now, obviously, sticky inflation really has been the theme today. And the other thing that we have been discussing is this sort of reprieve that we have in the Middle East, the stalemate, which has given, I suppose, some pressure, taking some pressure off the oil price at this point in time. And the other factor with all the AGMs and the quarterly results that have been coming through, as well as those big tech earnings, growth, growth matters. And uh, just citing the example of what we saw overnight, Microsoft really coming out with a great result, Alphabet disappointing or Google disappointing. And certainly in the aftermarket, we have seen quite different moves in those share prices. Looking back at home, those companies that have been able to do some upgrading in earnings for the outlook or have come out with good quarterlies being duly rewarded with price increases and those that have haven't have been hit hard. Now let's check in with some of the sectors and see how they've been traveling today. And uh, the big miners, now we're continuing to see the potential for stimulus coming in from the Chinese authorities and the iron ore price continuing to move up. And across the board, we have the big miners moving higher, particularly Fortescue up uh, by over 3% and BHP and Rio Tinto up by more than 2%. So that would have been boosting the index today. Conversely, if we look at the staples, well, Woolworths 
just came out today at their AGM. Uh, pretty much the market poo-pooing a little bit the update. We are seeing uh, some alleviation of food price inflation, but Big W suffering a fall in sales and that share price down by over 2%. Met cash off by just over 1%. Now let's turn to the REITs and of course interest rates. Interest rates, at least in the perception of the real estate investment trusts, matter. And we can see some quite heavy profit taking across the board here, particularly for Mervac, which is off about three and a half percent. Interesting Charter Hall Longwell REIT, which is very exposed to interest rates, also down by over two percent. Now let's try and have a look at some of these stories. So bear with me as I do my best attempt to try and run you through these. So Ampol came out with some cracking results today. Share price was up a lot more earlier on in the session but closing out around by almost up four percent. Woolies their update at the AGM disappointing the market shares under pressure. Corporate travel announcing a hundred million dollar share buyback investors rejoicing on that one. Magellan, the woes continue there as the CEO has resigned immediately and the chairman will stand in at that position. So that share price for some of the long uh, suffering shareholders off by almost 4% and also looking at Dexas apart from being hit by the fact that it is a REIT um, and interest rates but also you have actually seen the CEO stepping down. Having a look at some of the other stocks uh, beach energy trading update there quarterly not too bad mineral resources market really liking that one chris ellison just talking about uh, lithium prices Regis Healthcare, I've actually just been chatting um, with Firetrail about that stock as a deep value, good growth stock. Linus, uh, they have uh, continued, signed another contract with Malaysia with their refining plant and Technology One. Goldman Sachs coming out with reiterating a buy recommendation on that stock today with their uh, first half earnings coming up in November. Now let's turn to the stock of the day which was Kogan because Kogan also had some uh, uh, trading update today. So let's see what our guests had to say. It's a long, long way as you can see from those heady days. Um, The management have been called into question previously in the past, particularly when things have been going well in lightening the load and reducing their exposure. Um, But again, I just don't see it as the highest quality retailer. If I was looking at an online retailer, maybe Setai is probably preferred. But again, we're not really exposed much at all to this retail space. I think retail is going to be tough. Retail has actually pulled back. Um, There are some. uh, The high quality ones actually outperformed, like super retail. We've done really well. Some have had actually a decent bounce uh, on the result because the expectations were so low. Um, But... I think um, Michael's right. I think the cycle we're going into is we can already see consumer spending shrinking because of inflation starting to buy and high interest rates um, starting to buy. That always takes time, and we had a, a fair amount of savings. We burned through that. Um, so we're beginning to see consumer spending. I think Christmas uh, is going to be tough for consumers and retail, and that tends to play into media as well. So we're worried about all this uh, domestic consumer-based cyclicals. Um, so I would be staying away. Um, oh. If you're trying to pick in retail, there's high quality retail and then there's the rest. 
Well, our two guests today on the call really drawing a line in the sand when it comes to retailers. So Michael Wayne just saying he prefers set hire and Mayfin being quite upfront about drawing the line between quality retails and feeling that Kogan doesn't fit the spot there. Now let's welcome our guest to the COB, which is Will Symes from Macro Capital. Will, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, what a day. Hey, what a week. There is a lot going on, isn't there? There is a lot happening in the world over, right? Yeah, um, but we want we want to focus, I guess, on this inflation rating because it really punched the market, you know, firmly in the guts today, didn't it? Did. We were up initially and then after that read came out, we've pulled back a fair bit. Um, so the quarter on quarter figure came in at 1.2%, fair bit above the forecast annual figure, uh, year on year figure also up at 5.6%. Um, so also by forecast there. Notably, I think uh, the interesting thing is that the trimmed mean figure also came in at 1.2% indicating that it's not just those volatile items that are contributing to elevated inflation right now. Uh, It's a little bit more broad based than just those volatile items. Um, So the key contributors were fuel, obviously, everyone's feeling the pain there, Um, utilities, rent, and then service inflation is also remaining quite elevated. Um, So I think in terms of where to from here, the RBA forecasted back in August that the rate would be at about 0.9% for this uh, quarterly read. Obviously, inflation's been far stickier than what they were originally thinking. I think that probably firms up the resolve for a November uh, rate hike, Mm. uh, unfortunately, for investors and people with uh, a lot of debt. Um, Look, Michelle Bullock's first speech as RBA governor yesterday did say that the RBA wouldn't hesitate to increase rates if there was a material upside surprise to inflation. So I think she's probably painted herself into a quarter there that they don't really have anywhere to go but to raise because I think this is a material upside surprise, to be honest. Um, The next RBA meeting is obviously Melbourne Cup Day, uh, 7th of November. So I think this elevated inflation rate will weigh quite heavily on their next decision. Um, Prior to the figure, marks are pricing at about a third chance of a hike. Mm. I think we'll see that figure jack up a fair bit, to be mm. honest. Um, I think it's yeah, I think it's a reasonably high probability that that happens on Melbourne Cup. So hopefully people have better luck on the races than with the markets <laughs> that day. Um, but look, I think that obviously monetary policy does have a reasonably long transmission lag. Uh, but given the RBA's forecasted disinflation read was wrong, come in higher. Yeah. Michelle Bullock copped a bit of flack yesterday that the RBA is behind the curve for inflation. Mm. I think they don't really have any other chance, uh, other choice but to hike in November, to be honest. Mm, absolutely. And she's, you know, she's incoming. She's not going to, I mm. mean, when we look at what Jay Powell's been doing in the States, he often referenced Paul Volcker, who was known as, you know, the, the, the Fed president that killed inflation. And he referenced it time and time again to really set the tone that it's not going to be on my watch, that yeah. inflation doesn't come down. So I guess... Michelle Bullock, I'm no Fed, I mean, Fed RBA whisperer, or, you know, it's just my perception that she's really come out on the front foot being Mm. quite like, we can't tolerate this. So it's hard not to envisage unless something dreadful happens in the world Mm. that unfortunately people might have to look to have another glass of champagne on Melbourne (laughs) Cup Day as opposed to thinking about their mortgage repayments. Well, that's it. And no one wants to appear weak on inflation, particularly someone that's just come into the role. That's right. And so I think with those comments yesterday, she has to take a strong stance here. And I think it's 
yeah, virtually, like, <laughs> virtually guaranteed that we will get a rate rise in November, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. What about oil? So we have had... It, it, it's, it's a rather muddled situation mm. that we're seeing between Hamas, Palestine, Israel, um, but there's no shortage of pretty grim headlines out there when it comes to the situation. But the market for now feels, as Vandana Hari was saying today, there's a bit of a stalemate going on. Yeah. No ground invasion. Some of the, the pricing uh, heat has come out of the, the Brent crude prices. Mm. What are you seeing, Will? Well, look, oil's at its lowest point in over a week amid that stalemate. So there's been calls for Israel not to mount the ground invasion into mm. Gaza, which so far they have delayed. Um, oil's now paired the majority of their gains since the Hamas attack on the 7th of October. So it was only up about 1% from that pre-attack price. Um, however, I think that the market's probably being overly optimistic at this point in time. Um, look, the risk of an oil shock, I think, still quite elevated. Mm. Um, the US is increasing its military presence in the region uh, mm. to uh, combat um, Iranian-sponsored militias that are attacking uh, US bases, and that's really compounding the tensions with Israel and Hamas. Um, add to that Russian energy weaponization. I think the odds of a significant oil supply shock are still prevalent. Mm. I think the market tends to get ahead of itself to the upside and the downside. Um, so the Biden administration's uh, indicated their intent to start producing more oil, but there's pretty limited options for yeah. them to actually do that. Yeah. They're yet to reach an agreement with Saudi Arabia regarding a further uh, agreement there. Um, US shale oil outputs continuing to fall. So ultimately, I think that the recent dip is the market getting too ahead of itself. I think it's a reasonably attractive uh, level to go and pick up some oil names if you don't yet have them in the portfolio, particularly with the possibility of Iran still being implicated in the conflict. And mm. they're the fifth largest oil producer if they're implicated and sanctions are put on them. I think we see oil push uh, a lot higher. And there's just, like, although there's a stalemate, there's no resolution with Israel Hamas. No. We've still got Russia-Ukraine going on. Uh, I think that the market's gotten ahead of itself and we're still quite bullish on oil. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And if we are looking um, at oil here in Australia, because mm. obviously a lot of our energy, um, you know, suppliers are LNG, mm. gas. Yep. It's not necessarily, you know, all oil. Which, which stocks do you like? Look, we've added a, a few of the portfolio recently. Um, you can obviously also get direct oil exposure through an ETF like Triple O. Uh, but if we're talking individual names, a name I quite like is Karoon Energy, um, the oil and gas exploration and production uh, with assets in both Brazil and Australia. Done really well of late. Um, the most recent report showed revenue up by about 47%, uh, mm -hmm. and underlying NPAD up by about 70%. Um, so a strong report. They'll obviously benefit from firm oil pricing into the latter half of 2023, uh, particularly with those extended supply cuts compounded by current uh, tension over in the Middle East. One of the lowest PE ratios in the space at 5.68. Um, and the other thing is that they don't have any assets that could be implicated or yeah. affected by um, sanctions and by the war. So they're probably the pick that I'm most keen on at this point in time. Uh, they were recently as high as about 274. They're back down to about 250 just with the recent oil sell-off. So it's about 9% differential there. Mm. Uh, and if we're still bullish in oil, and I think it'd probably uh, be prudent to still be looking for oil, some oil exposure in the portfolio. So I'm pretty keen on, uh, yeah, crude energy. Mm. How have you found sort of the AGM quarterlies? Is there anything that's sort of 
popped out in either direction for being like, oh, that was a lot worse or a lot better than expected? Um, look, I don't think there's been one that's popped out. Um, I think that the market's still very much directionless. We're having a few percent <laughs> rises, a few percent falls. Um, we are seeing companies that aren't providing guidance obviously getting smashed, which was the same for um, end of years just recently. So I think that thematic continuing, understandably, with the market um, very driven by these macroeconomic influences. But I don't think there's been too many major surprises so far for us. No, a bit of a flat line, as you yes, say. No um, <laughs> I'm just having a look, actually. Uh, it's come up live that Deutsche Bank net profit slides 8% in the third quarter, but beats expectations. Mm. So there you go. That's a classic case in point <laughs> of, you know, you can have profits going down, but yet you can beat expectations. Mm. And analysts tend to undersell it, just so they're not wrong as well. So. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic, Will. Thank you awesome. so much Appreciate for joining it. us, Will Symes from Macro. So let's just check in with some of the leaders and the laggers in today's trade. And Atelix Pharmaceuticals finding some love up almost 6%. Also Mineral Resources on the back of their update. Sira Resources continuing to rally off the back of those uh, on the critical minerals market, or should I say graphite. Champion Iron Ore benefiting from those high in oil prices and Kelsian Group up by almost 5%. Let's have a look at some of the laggards. Helios off by over 5%. Virgin Money UK almost 5 as is Capricorn Metals 4.5%. New Farm down by 4 and ARB, interesting, down by 4%. From memory, they had an update a couple of days ago as well. Let's check in with some of the small caps and uh, leading the gains in the small caps today is Invictus Energy up by over 19% and Alligator Energy also making an appearance up by over 11% and uh, looking at the laggards Shine Justice falling at 10% as well as uh, Atlantic Lithium off by 10%. Okay let's move on now to what is happening uh, overnight. Now in important. Gosh, it's a big week. We have the Bank of Canada policy decision. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not they actually raise rates again. And I would be talking completely off the top of my head, but I think it's not expected. US new home sales as well and some big earnings coming out. uh, Meta, IBM and Boeing. Off the back of those results from Snap, which is slightly better than expected today and also advertising spend, I believe, for Alphabet slash Google were better than expected. Um, And uh, yes, so they could be potential market moving stock results. Now, having a look for tomorrow, well, we have um, ongoing AGMs and quarterly reports, and I'll pick up such a few of those for you in one second, but also we have ECB policy meeting, and then we will be going to third quarter GDP. Now, that figure, I believe, is as high as 5.1%, but also having a look at US pending home sales and durable goods orders. Now, just checking in in terms of some of tomorrow's AGMs and what we're looking for. It is a feast of AGMs, so keep your eye out as well as quarterly reports. Um, Just worth noting that Bank of Queensland will go X a 21 cent dividend. ACF will go X 2.7 cents. But we've got some big ones for AGMs. Wes Farmers. Uh, as well as Whitehaven Coal, 
uh, super retail group. Uh, we've got uh, South 32, Reliance, uh, Reese. There is just a full one, interestingly, for Will, I guess, with quarterly production for Karoon, uh, JB Hi-Fi's AGM. So look, it really is a packed calendar tomorrow, which will no doubt create some price volatility as well. So let's just check in with the final close on the market and see how we have uh, closed. On the ASX 200, looks like it has closed down uh, 2.6 points. Okay, so a little bit of buying coming in. Uh, so that's pretty much flat at 6,854. And from memory, the SIBO 200 was just off over a tenth of a percent. Now, Bitcoin, that has been on quite a tear, just looking at the price at the moment, currently trading just over 34,000 US dollars. And also, let's have a look at the Australian dollar as well as the futures and see where sitting. The Aussie dollar is currently up by, oh, I've got to get the right one up, but it's up by just over four tenths of a percent to 63 spot eight one cents and if we look at the US futures I knew that they were slightly weaker a little bit early on but just having a look Dow futures Dow minis are up S&P slightly down and a Nasdaq down which is probably as a result of the alphabet results. Well, that is it for today. However, if commodity stocks are something you follow, you might want to check out an investor event we've got coming up soon. And Market Intelligence is presented by the team from ACY Securities. It's a deep dive into mining stock strategy for 2025. And they'll be looking at the fundamental and technical indicators across a range of commodities, including lithium, gold, iron ore, and uranium, plus emerging opportunities in specific stocks. And if that's not enough, a limited number of Ausbiz subscribers will have the chance to attend the event live in our studios here at Barangaroo. So to obtain more information, you can register at ausbiz.co slash intel. Well, that is it for us today at Ausbiz. What a busy day. Lots of great interviews for you to catch up on. And of course, tomorrow we've got more US earnings. We've got Michelle Bullock speaking. So uh, stay tuned and uh, have a great evening and we'll see you bright and early at 9.30 tomorrow morning. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.